0: listening to my new show, Freedom Speak, where fake news comes to die on Albuquerque's Conservative Talk, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I've been watching a lot about the news, I'm sure you all have too, about uh, what's going on in the Ukraine, and it seems like just uh, before that there were so many other things that were going on that uh, are now getting completely ignored so it got me thinking a lot about uh, when somebody starts a conversation with deception all other subsequent information imparted by them must be questioned as whether it is viable lies typically are told to cover conspiracies and secrets the very first day of the russian invasion of the ukraine the backdoor gossip from the mainstream media began its quick procession across the outhouse landscape much like a stomach virus noted by its violent diarrhea, which keeps those afflicted kneeling at the porcelain altar. The media on day one began to use words like expansionism and imperialism. On that day, they began to paint a narrative of Vladimir Putin as a tyrant whose goal is to expand Russia by the conquest of all lands of the former Soviet Union. Justin Trudeau hypocritically made an announcement that Canada will stand against authoritarianism, as he was announcing sanctions against Russia. This is the same guy that in recent days has announced that he is invoking an Emergency Powers Act, which has allowed him to seize personal and corporate bank accounts of peaceful protesters and those supporting them, confiscate their vehicles and sell them at auction, revoke their licenses, suspend their insurance, and imprison them. Trudeau threatened truckers saying, you don't want to end up losing your license end up with a criminal record which will impact your job your livelihood even your ability to travel internationally including to the US Trudeau said the emergency powers would be limited in its scope and that he's not calling in the military but some are calling him a totalitarian and a tyrant because he's threatening to strike at truckers livelihoods and their ability to work in the future in reference to these emergency powers Christia Freeland, Trudeau's deputy, said that they must be made permanent. The fascist tools they use to destroy the use of crowdsourcing payment providers, cryptocurrency, and wallets will be permanent, requiring financial services to share, review, and freeze accounts proactively with immunity must be permanent. Freeland says, also, insurance on trucks that are used in protests must be denied. In other words, if you have a different political opinion from theirs and protest, they will take your freedom and your livelihood from you. Those are just examples of some of the tools they will make part of their permanent toolbox, according to Freeland. Christia Freeland, a director of none other than Klaus Schwab's WEF, World Economic Forum, said the powers are necessary and allowed for a peaceful resolution. This is all while women are trampled by Canadian Gestapo on horses in the streets, truckers are pulled out of their trucks and driven to the wilderness where they are abandoned or taken to prison, and others are kicked and hit with batons after peacefully surrendering. We mustn't neglect to mention that the abuses only apply to white citizens. Freeland is the granddaughter of a Nazi propagandist and has funneled Canadian tax dollars to Ukrainian Nazi battalions like the Azovs. So let's take a look at the foundation of this initial narrative. Alexander the Great became ruler of Macedonia in 336 B.C., and by 334 B.C. had already attacked the Persian Empire. Within two years, his expansionist goals had come to fruition, and his kingdom had spread to to Persia. Napoleon Bonaparte became the Emperor of France in 1804, and by December of that same year had declared war on Great Britain. In less than one year, the Napoleonic Wars were underway and his Imperial expansionism views came into fruition. Adolf Hitler became Chancellor of Germany in 1933. At the time he took full control, Germany was bankrupt and its people were desperate. Within five years, Hitler built the German armed forces into the most powerful military that had ever existed up to that point in time. His expansion began in 1938 with his annexing of what was known at the time as the northern, southern, and western areas of former Czechoslovakia. Now here in 2022, we are being told that President Putin is an imperialist who seeks only to expand his empire. This man became president of Russia in 1999. So what our enemies within want us to swallow is a narrative that Vladimir Putin is an expansionist who seeks conquest. In the age of so much fake news, my personal opinion of Putin is undecided, although I'm not a supporter of any war absent of cause because war is a very terrible thing that always involves collateral damage, including innocent civilians, as we're seeing. Truth be told, madmen like Hitler don't wait 23 years to begin their conquests. Being that I believe this initial narrative is a lie and therefore we must seek out the truth and question the fake news on everything they say, the fact that we are being told who our enemies are by people here in America who by their own words have shown contempt for this amazing nation should cause us all to pause. While most Americans are watching the trickery of the right hand, I'm trying desperately to see what the left hand is doing. As the stock markets around the world begin a seeming freefall I can't help but wonder if this is caused by the Ukrainian debacle, or if Ukraine is a goat rope meant to cover a coming financial crash. The fact that this inept Biden administration immediately began taking cover under this war for its financial woes makes it a convenient story for them. One thing is for sure, as this fresh streaming pile is excreted upon the American landscape, many Americans will pick it up and eat it with great enthusiasm. Another fun fact is that two weeks ago, millions of people from all over the world were taking to the streets in protest over their own tyrannical governments, but now their ire has been successfully redirected towards a different tyranny. It kind of reminds me of herding goats. Should the truckers in Canada and America just go home now because no one is watching? One thing is for sure, Justin Trudeau owes Vladimir Putin a case of Grey Goose vodka for this solid favor. I read an article this morning about former Secretary of State and now the climate czar John Kerry making a plea to Putin about global warming. His nonsensical request to Putin was for the Russian president to keep climate change in mind as he conducts his war. I can't decide if this Herman Munster look-alike is moronic or if he is complicit in seeking that Putin solve the problem after all despots and fools might just view nuclear winter as a viable solution to global warming i'm not sure what else john kerry could have meant i don't know if hillary sent you the email yet through her private server mr climate czar but the russians stopped obeying the czars in 1917. please understand That listening to the mainstream media will assure your total ignorance and compliance during the coming calamities, because these outlets of information were bought and paid for long ago by shadow dwellers hell-bent on your destruction. Listening to them will have the same effect as a self-performed frontal lobotomy. It should be obvious to all of us that are paying attention that the events going on all around the world do not make any logical sense. The ignorance of the masses is allowing narcissistic, power-thirsty tyrants all over the world to seize control of everything with the help of a global, state-run media. The signs are there, although they are easy to dismiss. Just ask anyone who's spent many years married to a narcissist or who was raised in a home as the sibling to a psychopath, and they, in hindsight, will remember those little gut-wrenching tugs of intuition. I say siblings because typically parents are so psychologically delusional about their own progeny, often blinded by an unconditional love, my child wouldn't do that, is not just something they say to others, but to themselves as well. Subconsciously, we tend to think of our children as extensions of ourselves, and as, as such not autonomous. This association with our children often convinces us that because we wouldn't do something then neither would our children. I find it funny that our small children seem to recognize differences that parents are often oblivious to. Think if you will this morning of Paula Dietz who spent 34 years married to the serial killer Dennis Rader. Although she has spent the last 17 years after his arrest in silence, I'm sure that she would admit, in hindsight, there were small indications of Raider's psychopathy, although over time, dysfunctional lifestyles can take on normalcy. Typically, the family members of evil people travel one of two pathways. When confronted by the irrefutable confirmation of their family's monster's existence, they either take into themselves a full denial mentality or a self-guilt existence. We Americans are akin to a mother who has been oblivious to the nature of our misbehaving narcissistic child. The information we all need to put an end to our own naivety is laid out plainly before us and is in no way circumstantial or subjective. This nation is young in comparison to other nations in the world. In fact, it is a child compared to all other nations. It was conceived in liberty with the tenets of God as its guide, and as such possesses great potential. As this nation grew, it became the envy of this world. Despite its many failures and dark secrets, even today this nation is still the haven of rest and freedom for the millions who seek it out. But as this nation ages, there is real evidence that it is becoming just like all the other nations of the world, and it is moving from being the narcissistic adolescent to a full-grown psychopath. The more this country and its people abandon its credo of in God we trust, the more dysfunctional it becomes. Like me, many of you have become free of being in denial. I can now see the direction that this young nation is going and the fact that it's being reared by evil men and is in danger of becoming a future Pennywise. Please understand this. The moment we relinquish control of our money system to a few private families and corporations during the Christmas holidays in 1913, we set in motion a monumental change to our representative system. Last year, the United States government paid the Federal Reserve 500 billion in interest on loans that these private families made to our government. There are a relatively small number of families, both here in the United States and abroad, who own all the world's banks. Here's a concept that we should all understand. When you control someone's money, you control them. Our representatives are there just to give us the illusion of control, but we have almost no control. As Russia and NATO square off against each other with threats of war, we the people of the world must understand that all these nations have the same master. It is not until we understand that the illusions being played out before us are intentional Can we have any hope of changing things? For years now, we've heard talk of the deep state and the cabal. And this somewhat small group of people with unlimited means constitute a worldwide shadow government. These people have the power to print money with no oversight from governments. And because of this, they have unlimited means and power. It is important that you read the words spoken by President John F. Kennedy in 1961 known as the secret society speech and understand what he was saying we know what happened when john f kennedy went against the shadow dwellers and we all have witnessed what is still happening to president trump in 2017 when president trump stood before these shadow creatures at davos and declared that his administration would reject globalism he was declared war upon the secret system we all witnessed the insanity that ensued after that I'm going to recite some of the words from President Kennedy's famous speech. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society, and we are as people inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweigh the dangers which are cited to justify it, even today That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it is my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. But I do ask every publisher, every editor, and every newsman in the nation to re-examine his own standards and to recognize the nature of our country's peril. In time of war, the government and the press have customarily joined in an effort based largely on self-discipline to prevent unauthorized disclosures to the enemy. In time of clear and present danger, the courts have held that even the privileged rights of the First Amendment must yield to the public's need for national security. Really? Today, no war has been declared, and however fierce and struggle may it be, it may never be declared in the traditional fashion. Our way of life is under attack. Those who make themselves our enemy are advancing around the globe. Their survival of our friends is in danger, and yet no war has been declared. No borders have been crossed. By marching troops, no missiles have been fired. If the press is awaiting a declaration of war before it imposes the self-discipline of combat conditions, then I can only say that no war ever posed a greater threat to our society. If you're awaiting a finding of clear and present danger, then I can only say that the danger has never been more clear, and its presence has never been more imminent. It requires a change in outlook a change in tactics, a change in missions by the government, by the people, by every businessman or labor leader and by every newspaper. For we are opposed under the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covert means for expanding its spheres of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. It conducts the Cold War, in short, with a wartime discipline no democracy would ever hope or wish to match." Those are really, really good words by John F. Kennedy, and it's like, he saw what was happening years ago, and it, it just got by. A lot of us didn't notice what was going on, I think because the tyranny wasn't really terrible until just the past couple years when it's really, really come to a head.
1: And I think we talked about that last night.
0: So let me announce you first, Jesse. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got my guest co-host today, Jesse James Gomez. <clears throat> no he doesn't build motorcycles. No he's not a famous famous gunsider and, uh, gunfighter and no he's not a porn star.
1: And I'm not running for office. And in, he's not running for office, in exactly. In somebody believes that. Exactly. So and somebody he's, running for office, a sheriff in Bernalillo. In right,
0: America. right. So he's, no, he's not that guy. So he's with Concerned Citizens for New Mexico and Jesse and I have had some great conversations about things and I said, hey Jesse, why don't you come on in and we'll just talk about all kinds of stuff today. So we have a huge number of things to talk about. Jesse, tell everybody about yourself.
1: Well, my name is Jesse James Gomez. Um, I currently live in Chavez County. It's politically as far as activity, um, I am maybe the second or the third person in the Concerned Citizens. Um, I guess I can call myself their main actor or their main organizer. Um, the Concerned Citizens for New Mexico is a conservative uh, activist group based on a lot of different issues. Like I said, our, if you look at the card, one of our things is it says, as we inform, we unite, and we act. And I think that's our basis of what we like to do and believe in doing is informing people with information of what's important to them in their communities, uh, organizing people, um, getting people to know each other, letting them know that there is opportunities to get involved in the community and getting them to act, actually stand up, vote, knock on doors you know do activist uh, activities things like this they are important so that's our main goal and we are in Chavez county with about maybe about 150 very active members in the county and maybe about a thousand across the state and we've actually set up groups in mostly in southeast new mexico in eddie county we have a very strong group and in lincoln we have a very strong group and people in eddie and roosevelt county also so uh, and we're also moving into, I guess, finally moving out of just pro- doing protests and activism things and moving into actually elected positions as we've captured two school board seats in Roswell, which I'm very proud of. We pushed out, I guess you could call rhinos who had been sitting there forever and had them removed from office and in, in place of what we believe should be in offices, which is citizens and family-based politicians who uh, are average, everyday citizens. We do, I believe very strongly this is a... Solution to a lot of our problems in America and we I'm proud to say that we actually Ran three candidates for City Council in Roswell uh, We won we won one we backed another that one also at Hildebrand won in the third district He is a reformer candidate who won very very big taking out a very staunch liberal uh, We backed up and supported very strongly Juliana Halverson although she wasn't our candidate and she won very big she was the patriot versus the appointed politician she uh, just annihilated her opponent and uh, the third person mr Gerald johnson who's just a great candidate we only lost about 20 points if we would have had one more week we would have won we ran out of time then we were just overwhelmed but i'm still very happy with our successes and so that's what we're doing but we're doing many different things Um, our group actually did the people's petition against the governor which was the very first court sanctioned legal petition against the uh, top official the governor I think, in New Mexico history. Mm -hmm. Um, Led Marker, who's a member of our group, he's a a pro se litigant, brilliant man. I mean, one of the most incredible patriots in New Mexico. I just can't give him enough credit because he has done so much. I don't think anybody who's worked as hard in the fight for freedom as him. I mean, he has spent literally hundreds of hours, maybe even thousand hours of of research and, and going to court back and forth and trying to fight. And so the people's petition was basically in New Mexico, uh, there is a small provision inside the Constitution that allows for, not necessarily recall, but, uh, but certain uh, investigations of elected officials with enough signatures. And just getting this approved by the courts, this actual document to actually start uh, obtaining signatures took us all summer of last year. So all summer of last year, we were gathering signatures just everywhere. And we finally made it all the way to the courts and the governor actually, oh, about a month ago, maybe about a month and a half ago, she had the, her lawyer's petition the Supreme Court and had them, which is very strange, the, which is, this is very, very uh, unusual. What they did is they actually took the, our case away from the local 5th District Court, which is in Roswell. They took superintendent control, took it to the Supreme Court and had it put a stay on it. Uh, so as you can see, the governor does not want to be investigated in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but I'm still proud of what we did, even if it's on, it's not dead, it's just on hold um but i'm still proud of the work we did because doing things like this like these massive petitions really they bring people together and they give people hope and they help people unite together which is something that I'm, that is very important to me and my partner Stacy Harper Walkowitz who's the founder Chip Clemens uh lead marker all these different people and we have so many different members who are just incredible people who get involved so that's what we're doing in Roswell right now
0: That's great. Yes. That's right. you know if there is any upside to what's been going on for the past couple of years is these corrupt politicians have exposed who they are, and they have certainly awakened a sleeping a sleeping lion.
1: I think so, and I, I think that the coronavirus is provided us with the. With, I, I know it sounds terrible, but with a or they might be rephrase that the coronavirus agenda, not the coronavirus itself. I mean, if we and I've said this before, that if TV had never even talked about the coronavirus, I doubt we would have even noticed it. Um, no. It probably would have just been another bad flu season. Another flu. Yeah, just another flu because season. Because if you
0: look at the numbers, if, if anybody was to look at the numbers, they would see that the number of total deaths in the country from all it's diseases, very it has not to, changed.
1: Nothing, yeah, it's not changed at all. It hasn't I changed.
0: Mean, and it's like there are no flu uh, no cases of flu anymore and it's like so and flu is, i
1: mean flu is very deadly i mean it's, yeah, it, it kills lots flu is of people terrible. tuberculosis kills lots of people every year i mean very dangerous i've diabetes. had flu
0: a few times in my life and it's really awful yes
1: i mean I, I rarely get sick but i mean i mean i got i guess i got what was considered to be the coronavirus about a year ago and it was i mean it was nothing more than you know i felt terrible of course but not for long me about a week yeah or not even that many a couple days and i worked the whole time i was working the entire time i And so it wasn't a big deal. Um, The the worst cold I ever got actually was overseas and I believe I got the bird flu, whatever that was, the H1N1. And that really messed me up. I actually was in bed for about two weeks and so that was the worst flu ever. But anyways, um, yeah, so that's what we're doing and and I think that the coronavirus agenda has really shook up Americans and saying, hey, wait a second, there's something happening here. Like you said before, this tyranny or, or oppression or everything that's going on in the United States and globally also, has been going on for some time, but this was kind of like the tip of the spear that just jabbed a lot of Americans saying, wait a second, we're we're losing our stuff wholesale fast and we need to do something. And I think it's a great thing because it's activated normal Americans, not just only not only you know, conservatives, but also lots of liberals and people saying, wait a second, we're watching our lives, you know, completely just go under. We're being completely taken over. You know, we're having boot heels right on our faces, so we need to do something and And I truly believe that 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 is the only thing that's gonna save America is citizens getting involved and it starts on a local level. And that's one of our big philosophies in the concerned citizens is that we believe local first. Um, I don't, not really concerned. I mean, of course I have people who I'd like to be president, but no president's going to save America because, if no. you, you know, and that's, that's a big problem with a lot of conservatives. And, you know, you mean, I'm, I'm going to say a lot about, <laughs> about,
0: oh, that's okay.
1: about conservative movement. You know, Jesse,
0: Jesse and I uh, often butt heads on things, but I find the, I find the discussions to be very productive. I
1: think so. Yes. absolutely. Because
0: I, I find it, to, you know, one thing that I am always trying to get people to do on this show is I want people to start thinking. I want people to ask questions and that's what i want to stimulate you to do i want you to say hey you know i know what the mainstream media is ramming down my throat but is that really i mean because they're making it out right now this whole thing in ukraine is that is that that putin is the big tyrant and they're ignoring the fact that all of these other world leading leaders including our own president and our governor in new mexico and number number of oh, governors yes, are tyrants themselves yes so it's like okay so they find a bigger tyrant which they can make, uh, to kind of take the heat off of them. That's the way it looks like to me. And, you know, I was talking to somebody I know the other day that actually currently has relatives Mm -hmm. in in, uh, Ukraine and Russia. Yes. And she actually is Russian herself. And I'm hoping to get her on my show here pretty soon. That would be interesting. Anyway, so she was telling me that when it comes right down to it, that, both the governments of Ukraine and Russia mm-hmm. are both very, very uh, corrupt and tyrannical. Sure. I mean, both of them are. Absolutely. You know, they, neither one of these leaders are good guys. And, and they taught, I'm hearing the news pushing this uh, thing in which that, well, civilians are being uh, killed in Ukraine. Well, it's a war. And unfortunately, when you're a civilian and you pick up arms and you fight back, you become a target.
1: I, I don't know what's going on over there. I mean, but, I- you
0: know, I... I'm just saying, let's, we need to ask questions about what's going we, we on. We
1: definitely, absolutely do. And I think that we need to turn off American television. Um, because the one thing I actually posted on Facebook, and I got, got my, I was trying to plug that in there so I can charge my phone, um, is that, you know, American media is, is banging the drums of war very hard. And we do not, especially Fox News is doing this a lot, and we just need to turn that off and not listen to that stuff. I was very lucky. I actually lived in Ukraine uh, then for about almost about two and a half years as a volunteer and an english teacher and so i I like to think i have intimate knowledge of what goes on there for a westerner but it's just i don't know it's i mean the american government the american government has had a bone to pick with russia for years and has been trying i mean they're like their last enemy on the list of so many that they've already destroyed and the question is is that what needs to be asked is who's the bad guy in this and who's the good guy in this and who's right and who's wrong in all of this and these are questions that you need to look at it from a different perspective. Just let's look at things through Putin's eyes for a minute, and maybe see. Not saying I don't think he's a bad guy, and I don't. But the thing is, a lot of Russian people like him, and they a lot do. of Ukrainian people like him. That's the it, truth. of The matter, and that's the that's the. Absolute and of course, truth.
0: the news is completely not talking about. It. Hey, uh, Jesse, we're at the thirty-minute mark. We're going to take a short break, and then okay. we'll be right back. And we're going to continue our discussion about Ukraine. We're caught in a trap.
1: can't walk out, because I love you too much, baby. Why can't you see what you do?
0: Everybody. Welcome back to Freedom Speak. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and I'm here with Jesse James Gomez of Concerned Citizens of New Mexico. He's my guest co host today. And welcome back to KDAZ, Albuquerque's Conservative Talk, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. So, Jesse, we were talking about the situation in Ukraine. You know, people are demonizing Putin, but, you know, when truth be known, mm-hmm. a lot of Russians and a lot of Ukrainians like Putin.
1: A lot of them do. And I think if you look at and I mean, the one thing, like I said, I lived over in Ukraine for a long time. And, you know, if you look at and a lot of people I worked with and who I cared with, including my, I guess you could say my, my ex fiance um, they were all pro-Russians. And so if I ever talk, I mean, you would have if you were to walk into, there's a lot of, pro of course, pro-Ukrainian nationals who are very staunch and strong, too, don't get me wrong but I mean I know that if I were to walk into work and say oh I hate Putin or Putin's a fool I would you know I could get into an argument this would start an argument Um, so if you look at things through through your average Russian citizen's eyes and the way they look at Putin I mean Russia has moved up they've advanced in the world you know their economy has been modernized and many things have been modernized and so if you look back maybe 60 years ago, I mean, back in then maybe the 50s or the 70s, I mean, there was, you know, people were still living in villages and no running water and electricity and Putin's brought electricity and internet and, and, you know, Western goods and, you know, lifestyle there. And so for them, as far as they're concerned, I mean, maybe he's a good guy. And, you know, one thing that was really interesting about Ukraine was that, that Putin was basically, for a long time when I was over there, he was basically giving Ukraine free gas. I mean, essentially for pennies and so to heat your home, for instance, you know, it would cost maybe $8 a month or something like that to heat your home. And I'm talking, I mean, you could blast it all day long and be warm and run the, you know, the heater. Everything was gas there. Um, and so, you know, if you look at that from that way, they saw Putin as like this man, you know, bringing them free gas and things so forth and so on. And so he was a good guy to a lot of people. But the question is, 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 that, is that you just need to ask, like I said, let's just ask questions. We're gonna go down this route of asking questions is that who are Putin's enemies? are putin's enemies you know are are, and i'm sure that lots of course he has lots of ukrainian nationals hate his guts and rightfully so because he's hurt a lot of them killed them but who are putin's international enemies it's the bankers the banking cartel you know the the world new world order if you will the deep state the rothschilds the american deep state military so the question is are these people good people well no they're not i mean these people are our enemies too now that doesn't mean that putin's a good guy but it simply says we should ask these questions um, you know, I mean, the the biggest war that the American people have been at since the beginning of you know probably the last hundred years at least has been the war against the international bankers. Those are our true enemies, and those are who have ruined our country. Those are who are destroying our lives. It's not mm-hmm. it's not some foreign power. You know, it's not Iraq, it's not Cuba, or or whatever country. And the, the thing is, is that what's frustrating is is that you know the conservative movement seems to be very prone to believing these lies of, of that there's a foreign enemy out there, you know, a boogeyman. It's, the, it's always the conservatives who fall for this the most, whereas if we've seen recently in the past two years that, that I guess you could say that the liberals have fallen for this boogeyman of, of the coronavirus, which, which, but these agendas are the same. The same people pushing the coronavirus, pushing war, or for-profit, you know, military people, the bankers, it's the same people behind all of this stuff, so, you know, corporations, so don't be fooled.
0: Well, you know, the coronavirus has been used as a tool to instill fear and control people. Sure. And you know, the thing about Putin is, I, you know, from what I've seen about Putin over the years, Putin is more of a nationalist. He's not. He's really really hardcore against this whole globalist agenda and he's not a colonist that's the and, big and thing. is is he really an expansionist is no, he try- he's not. i don't i don't i don't really think he's bent on world domination absolutely i not just do. think he's, he sees ukraine as a threat as a globalist threat and that's why he's going in look
1: that. i mean look at this this way i mean if, if somebody was standing next to you and had a knife at your throat and a knife at your back and a knife at your stomach you would say you know your your goal would be to push them away from you and get them away from you and America has a knife at Putin's stomach and you know they have missiles in turkey bases in turkey afghanistan in his rear and you know missiles at his throat in poland so you know we've all seen these memes all over the internet of you know you know nato bases surrounding them and maybe you know if putin says get away from me back away from me that's understandable. The problem is, is that that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of Americans who can never see things through the, the haze of, of a lying media. And then you have to just turn off the television and just look at things. I mean, what does Putin want probably? I mean, he does want Ukraine. Ukraine, as, as I lived over, like I said, just, I mean, I could talk about Ukraine all day long, but I'm not going to, but I could say that, that Putin, uh, Ukraine has just unbelievable agricultural wealth. The wealth of Ukraine is just shocking. It's stunning. It's, it's just amazing. You know, the green markets that they have there are just, they have everything. I mean, in the summer, they give food away because there's so much of it. And, uh, you know, the Ukrainian earth itself, I'm just talking about physically the earth, they have a word for it, they call it the the which means like the black earth. I mean, their earth is just so rich and anything will grow. And if you're going to be an army and an expansionist, or or you want to, you know, you know, what are we fighting over as human beings? We're still fighting over war for resources the same way we worked, you know, 10,000 years ago. And so maybe he does want Ukraine for that reason, because Ukraine is the breadbasket of maybe Europe and maybe the world in some ways. And I understand that, but it, it just, just, you know, we're hearing these you know, Fox News and Glenn Beck and the rest of these fools on TV saying, well, Putin's gonna take Berlin. That, that is not ever going to happen. Putin's not gonna take Berlin. I mean, Putin, the same as is, is, is the United States, he's not stupid, he may be, and I don't even think he's, you know, people say he's crazy. I don't think he's crazy at all. I think he's quite calculating and know what he's doing. And the United States will never invade a country that has nuclear weapons, ever. No. Never. I mean, never will do that. That's the reason they pick on countries. That's why that have no nuclear weapons. And and Putin's the same way. He's not prepared to invade Germany or France. I mean, what is he going to do? Launch nuclear weapons, you know, right next door to him and, you know, nuclear weapon is mutually assured. I don't
0: think he's got the capability to do that. Russia is not a rich country.
1: They, I mean, they, they yes, you know, and their agricultural and is, 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 system know, is still very, is still very, their resources are limited. Their resources are limited. I mean, they're not a wealthy country. They have lots of gas and lots of fuel, but we've seen what happens when countries build their entire economy on these things. And ultimately, you can't eat gas or fuel. But as far as them, you know, these, this just driving over here, you know, um, on the radio, there were, somebody was talking, some conservative radio was talking, and I was just listening to it. I didn't have it on, but. They were saying that, that you know, talking about, well, is, is Putin going to, he's not going to stop here. He's going to head to France. He's going to head to Germany. This, this will never happen. That's
0: more fear-mongering. I, I understand. It really but, is. But, and, like, the news loves that. But the news they loves news that, that.
1: But especially, the news loves that. Because
0: it, it brings the drama and it gets people to watch. I understand.
1: But it also prepares Americans psychologically for the, right. like, the possibility of war and invasion. Totally. And, you know, psychologically primes them that this stuff is coming. But like I said, it's, it's frustrating for me is because the Conservatives seem to be more prone to this this warmongering business of we need war constantly, war, war, war. And like I said, we were talking about last night, even though the, the Democrats are, or I guess the left is being fooled very strongly by the coronavirus agenda, let's be careful and not forget that it was the Conservatives, Christian Conservatives especially, who brought us and dragged us in kicking and screaming in 2003 into the war in Iraq. I mean, they were the ones banging the drums saying war, 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 while many people rightfully so on the left were saying, "Wait a second, these weapons of mass destruction aren't real. This is just a hoax." The same as the coronavirus. Turns
0: out it was. was turns a hoax. out it was. Yes. So yeah. so
1: let's not, you know, like I said, I don't like this whole issue that that people say, "Well, let's blame one side or the other. We're both guilty." And so let's work together to stop this. Um, you know, just just clear the information and reach out and talk about these things, but I don't know. I mean, it, it, I, I'm going to say something, and this is probably going to make me look very weak, but, but if you want to solve the Ukrainian crisis right now, I, I think there's a very simple way. And this would probably, be, you know, very anger a lot of conservatives, because a lot of conservatives believe that we need to have this overwhelming military standing around... You know, trillions of dollars being wasted to, to you know control the world. We don't need to do that, that's not our issue. If you really believe in America first, which I'm very interested in how many conservatives actually do, if you really believe in America first, then you would actually care about America first. My goal is not to put a military base in, in, in Norway or in Afghanistan. My, I would, if I had a choice between building new schools in America or building new roads in America instead of having military bases all over the world, I would take new schools and new roads in America any day. Um, so let's why don't we just make a deal with Ukraine say look we'll shut down one of our bases if you make a promise you'll never invade Ukraine okay cool we could solve the problem right there I'm sure Putin would take that and he would walk away and there would be peace tomorrow
0: you know what uh, Jesse I believe that if President Trump was still well actually he is still president in my opinion Mm -hmm. uh, but our our fraud of of a president Joe Biden I believe that if President Trump was still in the White House, this war wouldn't be happening. And it's possible. Because he would have talked to Putin and they would have worked something out. Yes. and, and That's and, what and, I think.
1: Absolutely. And, and, and you know,
0: and, and, you know uh, Biden has been warmongering towards uh, towards Putin the entire time he's been in office. Biden has been he's been, been saber-rattling ra- to this guy.
1: Biden has been warmongering for his entire career. I mean, one of the most atrocious acts that he ever did was he was one of the writers who pinned the resolution against Yugoslavia and destroyed Yugoslavia, and I I lived in Belgrade for about a year and a half, and this is former Yugoslavia and Serbia now, and Yugoslavia was a very interesting country where people were happy, and it was their goal in the Reagan doctrine that they said we need to destroy Yugoslavia. We cannot have a productive socialist communist country where people are happy, and so we need to destroy this country, and they went on, talked about all these ways they're going to break down their economy, they're going to help push ethnic tensions, and it worked like magic and war broke out there shattered the country great just death and bloodshed and all kinds of horrible stuff over there and this was the americans were responsible for this and so biden has been banging the drums forever i mean of war 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 and it's it's awful i think that americans were sick of war 20 years ago and we're especially sick of it now so let's make sure that 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 whatever movement that is being born right now which just coming out of the conservative movement, you know, I never thought that the conservatives would be the one <laughs> fighting for bodily freedom, or you know, I never thought that. It's kind of shocking, but you know, we would be the ones talking about you know, my body, my choice, anti-vaccine. I never thought it would come out of the conservative movement, uh, but it did, and I'm happy of that because the one thing, if I had to choose a side, at least the one thing I like about the conservative movement and that I align with it is that they are family-based. Uh, not saying that, because, I mean, liberals love their families just as much but traditional values. And what I mean by traditional values, I don't mean a man and a woman. If you wanna be gay and whatever, that's your choice. That's that's What I mean is is that we believe we should have the right to raise our children the way we want and in a home that we want. We should have the right to educate our children how we want. Those are family values. Um, that's what I believe in family. It doesn't matter if you're gay or straight or whatever. That's, that's I respect all of that stuff. But I think that family values is important in a return to traditional values. And like I said, when I say that, where we gotta be careful, with the word traditional because a lot of people can easily take that word and turn it into something well traditional america meant a, a white america absolutely not because i think black americans want these things too well the doesn't... thing
0: is the democrats have been pushing the whole have been trying to uh fan the flames of racism ever since obama i, I agree with that i mean and, i agree with that it's but... like here we've made so much progress in the 60s about uh, fighting back against racism and segregation and all these things and it seems as though the democrats are trying to get that started again but,
1: but like i said again let's just be careful with these terms of democrats republicans because i think we both have to understand is that democrat and republican are the same things in this country when you go to dc there is no difference between these things you know the, it's just a product to be sold and to be consumed i mean if, if if the powers that be can't sell you a product at Whole Foods, they're gonna repackage it and sell it to you at Walmart. Sure. And so that, that's that's just the way it goes, or vice versa. And so we gotta be careful with these things, is that there is a you know, there is a controlling power, and they tinker with people's heads on the left and they tinker it on the right. My goal is is that if there is a movement that's being born out of the conservatives right now, I think we need to make sure and take a hold of this movement. We need to to control it and we need to make sure that it grows. Productively, and I think that's happening in New Mexico. I, I think that was something that really interesting that uh, I think we all know the big organizer and grassroots activist Sarah Smith here in New Mexico, who's my hero and I look up to and listen to a lot, um, was saying one thing. What she said was that she was on an intro, a Zoom call across the states, and they were saying they were they were really surprised how well New Mexico was organized, um, and that really made me happy. And she said that I think it had a lot to do with with people who had moved into the conservative movement, like Sarah Smith, who are not Republicans. I mean or conservatives, when she was at the the New Mexico State Convention, it was funny because I was sitting in a group of people and she says, I'm a registered Democrat, I'm not a conservative or a Republican, I'm a Democrat, an old Democrat, an old liberal.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it used to be that Republicans and Democrats, they had slightly different ideas on getting things done and we worked together, we compromised. I'm strongly against uh, the whole concept of a single party. Because then, you know, like capitalism, capitalism involves competition. It's like, okay, who can do a better thing than the other? And it's like, when you have two parties, you have negotiation, you have compromise. But there should, I personally you know? think
1: that, if there, that if, if, there was, if there was 100 active parties in America, things would be much better. If there was 100 active parties, the more parties, the more voices, the more breaking of this, of this chokehold that the Republicans and the Democrats have on America is good, and that's one of my goals is to smash the two-party system, and I'm sorry, and I know I've made a lot of enemies saying that, but we need to break the two-party system and break it up, as far as I'm concerned. If there was 500 different parties in America, it would be in a lot better position. The I same, just, the, the same I just don't know how we get there. I, there is ways to get there. There is ways you know. to do it. What we do is, is start local.
0: Because like like all of us in the freedom movement that have been active over the past couple of years, we hung our hat on the Republican Party. A lot of people said, "Oh, the Republican Party—they're completely gone in the wrong direction." Mm-hmm. And but you know, today's Republican Party, after the couple of years uh, that we've been busy getting into it, infiltrating it, uh, the Patriot Movement has—it's not your—it's not your, it's not your uh, dad's Republican Party anymore. I agree. We have made huge changes, and we have gotten involved, and we are changing it like you said we've been changing it from the bottom up we've been going after those local offices and but things we have like to that. we have
1: to make sure that this movement that it that it that it does not lose its its focus and return just get sucked back into the republican machine mm-hmm. because and no that's i thing. totally agree and i made a lot of enemies i'm not gonna lie i mean i made a lot of enemies in chavez county uh, because i've gone after republicans and that's okay and i don't care because i think that the change needs to be there and i'm prepared if it means that people aren't going to like me personally to start a change, a system of change in New Mexico, then I'm, I'm prepared for that I don't care. Um, but the thing is, what I mean is is that we just cannot be, our ideas of patriotism and freedom and all these things that we believe in, we cannot let them be co-opted by a Republican movement. And the one thing I'm, I'm very, 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 you know, because one thing is that I'm very quick to tell people about is I know that somebody came up to me one time and said that, well, your Concerned citizen Movement, which is big and growing, Oh, you're just the Tea Party. I, we are not the Tea Party. Absolutely, I want nothing to do with the Tea Party. The Tea Party—I
0: was involved in the Tea Party. Fair enough. On. That's
1: great. But and I'm we just, did,
0: we did make, we did change things. We fought back against Obama. That, that,
1: that's fine. That's fine. Tyrannical. But, sure, but the Tea Party was also being funded and paid for by two bloodthirsty, you know, <laughs> you know, corporate demons, the Koch brothers. This was not an organic movement. The, the, and the thing is, is that one of the biggest tricks that—that that is sad—is that the the Republicans, the Republicans before, and this is still going on—is is that they have their own level of, of infiltration and propaganda that tells them that, that we need to protect capitalism at all costs. You know, and this is a dangerous thing, and this goes on because, I mean, like I said, you, you tell, you walk into a room and there could be 10 people sitting there, conservatives, and they could be struggling, you know, working at, at, at very, very low-paid jobs, and they would tell them, well, you need to protect capitalism at all costs, and that means that you need to suffer, and yeah, you need to make $7 an hour and beyond food stamps, but these people say, we need to protect capitalism, and this is a matter of propaganda that goes on within the conservative movement. You know, we need to question those things also. You know, no, I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm for capitalism, but we need to question these things also. And so the Tea Party movement, I, and there was a lot of good people in that movement, I met mm-hmm. them, but we are not the Tea Party. The Tea Party was fun, it was not an organic movement. Um, it was not organic at all, and they did capture some seats, but. Was was the people who became Tea Party the DC people? Who were they?
0: Oh, Paul Ryan, he turned out to be a total dud. Okay,
1: because he was never <laughs> he was never a
0: Yeah, he we found never, that out.
1: Of course, because he was never a, a reformer. He was just another he was just a re a repackaged product to be sold to Angry Republicans. No, that's I all. completely agree. And so they, yeah. they couldn't you know, they saw Angry Republicans, so they repackaged it, called the Tea Party, got them excited and said, Oh yeah, here you go, here's your new product, eat it, consume it. Turns out it's was BS. <laughs> And, and so they bought it, too. But we, the, we are not the Tea Party movement. I mean, we are something different. We are a completely organic, completely family based party. You know, there's no billionaires or millionaires in our party anywhere or on our movement at all. You know, yeah. not saying that I won't accept that. And people in there, anybody's welcome to join, including liberals, uh, which I want to reach out to them, because the thing is, in our fight for freedom in America, we need everybody. You know, we need every single person to get involved, and, and this doesn't mean that, that, that you have to join the movement or, or anything like that. All it means is that we have to find common ground and reach out to those people. You know, I'll, I'll give you an example um, of something that happened one time. that kind of bothered me, and I was really angry about this. I think you were at a lot of these protests in Santa Fe.
0: I've been to a few of them. You've been to a bunch yes, of I those. <laughs> uh,
1: there, there was a big one about a year and a half ago, and, and me and, and uh, one of our partners down here, Chip Clemens, a really great guy who was the, uh, he was the former mayor of Dexter, uh, just a die-hard patriot, the most popular cowboy in Chavez County, I always say. Um, we were up there, and a lot of these Trump people there, and I never have once held a Trump flag, because I don't, we'll talk about Trump later, but I, you know, hold the American flag and the Constitution, that's what I believe in. But there was a group of you these... You know, by
0: the way, let me make a, a comment on that. A lot of uh, people on the other side, on the left, and I know you hate when I talk about left or right, but mm-hmm. there, there is definitely a distinct difference in, in what they're trying to push. We'll, they we'll, they try they try to make out uh, people that supported Trump as being some kind of a Trump worshiper or something like no it's not and, and I voted for Trump both times and, and I, I voted I, I voted for him the, yeah, the, the but I but I can tell you it's like it's not about that it's about what it stands for it's not Trump the person no no himself. I
1: understand we'll talk yeah. about that more in detail yeah. um, we'll talk about that later but uh, we I was in Santa Fe and. There was this group of these like four or five like you could t- definitely tell like these Black Lives Matter looking types and dirty black clothes and piercings and all this stuff kind of just staring at us just watching everything what was going on across the street kind of you know uneasily just watching the whole thing. And there was of course lots of people with guns and we were having a good time and everything and but peacefully of course.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, at one point I just walked over to them and neared them and I said hi to one of the girls and they just kind of looked at me and they said hi. Kind of like, what are you doing over there? You come over here to fight us or something? And one of the girls asked us, What are you doing here? And I explained very truly, I said, I don't know what everyone else is doing here. I'm here because I believe in personal freedom and I believe in creative freedom. I believe in that you should have the right to take care of yourself, you have the right to be free, you should have the right to to live the way you want. I wanna go back to being a creative person and the coronavirus agenda is ruining my chances of being a creative person Yeah. and the way I wanna be. And I believe in creativity. This is something that is a God-given right to be able to create the way you want. And these girls said, right on, dude, right on, man. We, we don't know what's going on here. And I said, you know what, why don't you just join us? You don't have to hold a flag if you don't want. Stand next to us, hold a sign that says, I wanna go back to pottery class because one of the girls said that. She said we used to do pottery class and I can't go to that, they shut it down. And she said it was my therapy, just sitting around the wheel and doing that stuff. And I said, good, then grab a sign that says, i want to go back to pottery class and I'll stand next to you and hold a sign with you. Totally, saying. I'll
0: totally support that. And then what
1: happened was these three girls came over with Trump flags and they said, what are you doing here? You know, F you and all this stuff. Right. this whole thing.
0: I've seen those kind of people. It okay, really, but, but, really but, 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 but we, we
1: cannot do that. We need to stop doing that. We need to reach out to these people. We don't need to make friends with them. We don't need to go to their parties. We don't need to do anything. We just need to reach out to them and say, hey, we, there is a common ground with us. And the thing is, we'll find out when you talk to these people that Probably about 90 percent of the things we want are in common um and so that's a big issue for me is they kind of ruined that whole conversation and i kind of was angry i said you know what man we're about to make a a connection here because me as an organizer because i'm dude i i mean i have you know i'm not good at a lot of things but one of the things i am good at is connecting people to other people and what i would have done is reached out to these girls made friends with them invited them to a meeting so they could see what we're doing got them involved in some way gave them a job and within a month or so they would have joined us and we would have doubled in power totally and so the thing is and that takes a unique personality and I think I have that strength that's one of the reasons that the Concerned Citizens has exploded is because we're me and Stacy Harper is very good at this also um,
0: well you know what's happening with this whole Black Lives Matter thing there is an, org- an organization Black Lives Matter and what happens is is this movement it puts pressure on, on big businesses yes, that yes, donate I mean, to causes and they say, oh, well, gosh, I'm going to look bad if I don't support Black Lives Matter well, because mean, sure. oh, oh, who doesn't think that Black Lives Matter? I do. You I know, do? But, but we have it's to like, tr- don't all of us? And it's like, but the thing is, then they donate millions of dollars to this corrupt organization which is pushing socialist uh, uh, causes that but take the, away people's if freedom. If we
1: just look at Black Lives Matter movement as is, is, is what it really is, it was nothing more than just a PSYOP born out of the CIA or Mossad or whatever. That's all it is. If we look at it like that, then we treat it just another PSYOP and another thing. If you had a, a friend or a brother or a family member who had been programmed by, a, you know, a crazy Jim Jones type and, you know, he, you pulled him away from this cult and was trying to deprogram him, you wouldn't beat him up. You wouldn't fight him. You would sit down with him and say, look, we need to talk and have a deep conversation. Sure. I'm going to bring you in. And that's the way we need to treat these people.
0: Totally. I totally agree. And
1: so the, that's the way we need to treat these people. And that goes on on the right, too, because, you know, the far left and the far right. You know, they, they, they just they are they're, they're extremes on the edges, and they are not helping anything.
0: Well, yet. it's driven by it's driven by it's driven by uh, fake news. It's it, you know where I, they're I pushing agendas. Like I said, yeah, you know, I, I I saw one time I saw a, some footage of a, um, I, I, I watch a lot of social media. You can learn a lot by watching people posting on social media. Sure. And I watched this rally that they were having one time, and there was a, a, a group of people there from Black Lives Matter and they went, the guy went over kind of like what you did and said hey you know what is it that you guys care about it turns out wow we care about the same things why don't you come hang out with us join us and they took them in and turned out hey we want the same things yes. it's like but the thing is is the the mainstream media is pushing these narratives and separating okay, okay. S-
1: and so like i said if we just treat it like what it is which is nothing more than just another another cia psyop you uh, tinkering with the minds of Americans, that's all it is, you know what I mean? And just treat it like that. If you just say, treat Black Lives Matter and other movements that are like that, not just on the left and on the right, is diseases, and you caught the disease, you know what I mean? If you just treat it like that, if there's a group of people here, and they caught the disease of Black Lives Matter, I'm not going to beat them or fight them, of course. You know, I'm going to say, hey, you need treatment, we need to deprogram you. But again, like I said, be very careful because like I said, the right has had their handful of Black Lives Matter movement, psyops infiltrate them also. And so, I mean, then they've got us into all kinds of trouble. Like I said, the whole, if we go back to 2003, for instance, I mean, it was, it was conservatives who dragged us into a bloody endless war, you know, and even though I was one of those kids sitting in Times Square in 2003 saying, no, 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 this is wrong, we don't want this war this is wrong. And, and, you know, we want our privacy. We want all these things. And there's conservatives there, you know, throwing trash at us saying, oh, you're stupid and weak and you're crybabies and you're liberal, you know, FUs and all this stuff. We should beat you because you don't want to protect America against the bad man. They were brainwashed there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, and I think that there's, there is just a massive segment of the American population who's going to be brainwashed by every, every psyop that comes out. You know what I mean? And look at, and you see these people, we all meet these people who who buy into every social media trend, you know what I mean? Like the whatever, or whatever stupid, like the Ice Bucket Challenge or something stupid like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, or just I some, wouldn't
0: do that. <laughs> of course not, it's absurd, <laughs> but I mean, it's just
1: something they saw on TV, right. and they want to take part in it, and you know, and there's just always going to be those types of people who, who are susceptible to those types of, you know, kind of, you know, whatever, you know, psychological sort of, trends that go along and it's normal and that's just a part of being a human i mean we were susceptible to these things and so the point i'm making is is that we shouldn't treat these people who are who are severely manipulated on like, like our enemies we need to treat them like people who have gotten caught up in something and they need to be you know talked to and we should reach out to them and sit down with them you know what i mean because these people everyone wants the same things we all want our kids educated we all want food on the table we all want to go to work you know, there, of course, there's lazy people out there who don't want to. Who cares? You know, if they want to do that, that's fine. I don't care, you know. And this is another problem with the right. They they, they hate the lazy, you know. We hate the lazy. Who well, cares? Well,
0: if, if you want to be lazy, then be lazy. It's uh, supposed to be your free country, right? That's be fine. Be
1: lazy. I don't care, I, you know. Yeah, I, and and, and I, if, I you, care. if you want to take... 185 dollars a week in unemployment go for it
0: you know problem we've got right now you have a lot of people that say well i'm doing this and i want to make you do it too like i was watching this group of uh, of people that are just completely mm. just caught up in the spell of of this uh, psyop in new york the other day where this group they're they're standing there in a group and they're singing this they've made up this song about wearing a mask and they want everybody else to wear a mask they oh want man. mandates they want to force come you on. to do what but, they're but doing but that, and it's like okay why can't we just say hey if that's what you want to do you do you I don't care I'm not going to come along and rip it off your face it's like hey you can do whatever you want but don't expect me to do what you want no, then, to do. You to know, It's know, like what, why can't we just
1: I got to tell you, Becky Marie, dude, if somebody wants to make a song about wearing a mask, dude, they have the right to sing that yeah. song. They have the right to say, hey, you know what? I have the right to not listen to it.
0: That's right. So I don't
1: care. If somebody wants to wear a mask, go for it. If you want to wear a clown nose, go for it. I don't care. This is a free country. <laughs> exactly. The point I'm making is, is that we shouldn't be offended by by psychologically manipulated people. No, you know it's, I mean? it's the
0: state of mind that the media has put people in. I understand, and, and,
1: and the media is very powerful. It's like they've
0: manip- manipulated people to turn against other people. And of it's course, like, That's but, gotta this, stop. But,
1: but this is nothing new. I mean, this is nothing new. Oh, this, this I know. Is, just because this seems... It, you see,
0: okay, we'll be back after okay. the break. will be peace when you are done.
1: Lay your weary head to Don't you cry no more.